Hello and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And it is Sunday, August 8th, 2021. And if you haven't heard by now, we had a new moon this morning and it was at 16 degrees of Leo, which means that it was still within a relative uh, close aspect to Uranus. Um, which the sun was squaring the other day on Friday. And and also, if you haven't heard by now, this was a special new moon because it uh, was part of the Lion's Gate portal opening. Now, what on earth is the Lion's Gate portal? Um, well, <laughs> or what in heaven is the Lion's Gate portal? Um, At this time of year, the sun aligns with the fixed star Sirius, and it is one of the greatest stars in the sky and the brightest star other than the sun. So when these two bright objects align, um, and that doesn't mean they're conjunct, that just means they're aligned, they create this very powerful energetic release. Now, when we are experiencing this on a regular basis every year when the sun is this time in Leo, um, it's normal and we sort of expect sort of that lion's energy to come forward. However, this year it's a new moon. And so this new moon, the sun and the moon together are connected to Sirius the great star in the sky. This energy will last apparently until Wednesday the 11th. Um, You may feel a lot of things right now. I have felt a great energetic shift. I felt that we are all being upgraded on some level. And that's, that's generally the term that's being used in energetic upgrade. And that's, that's part of what is going on. Um, And I know that there were a lot of emotions that came forward for people. I know I had a lot of emotions. I know I felt like I had to clear things out of my way because there were so many energetic, um, uh, you know, upgrades <laughs> going on. And so this is this is a very uh, interesting and profound time. And we are in a profound time on Earth anyway, um, due to shifts and dimensional shifts and different energetic shifts. And I think the sun was doing a lot of solar flares the last few days. But um, so what on earth are fixed stars? Well, fixed stars are the ones that are in constellations. And the constellations um, are not necessarily considered in your everyday zodiac, which is an interesting thing. Now, there are astrologers who have made this their life work, and one of those astrologers is Bernadette Brady, who is Australian and now lives in Bristol, England. And she has spent most of her career, she's done lots of things. She's written books on predictions. Back in Australia, she used to be one of the predictors of the of the soccer games, the football games, and... Um, and apparently, you know, people placed their bets based on what Bernadette had to say, and they had to, they, you know, they had her as a guest on some of the, you know, broadcasts and stuff of the of the games. Anyway, so in her book, Brady's book of fixed stars, she describes the various fixed stars and their alignments in people's astrological charts and how that works. And she talks about Sirius. Now, Sirius is the brightest star in the constellation Canis Major, which is, of course, the dog. 
<laughs> so I find this all very interesting because here we are at the Lion's Gate. Today is International Cat Day, and we're talking about the dog star. <laughs> so it's all cats and dogs. <laughs> um, so Sirius, uh, as Bernadette describes, says that when present, I'm reading this right from her book, when present in a chart by Paran, which is the type of um, alignment it makes, is a marker of great deeds. It indicates that the mundane may become sacred, that the small action of the individual has a large effect on the collective unconscious. The individual, however, may be sacrificed to this collective expression or may gain fame and glory. So it depends on how you use the energy, as always in astrology. Um, she says this very strong star indicates that you may, by your effort, gain far more than what is expected, the mundane becoming sacred. Now, the Egyptians found this to be a very profound and sacred star, and they used this, you know, in, in their astrology back, back in the day. So this is a time for manifestation. If you do focus on something today and these next few days ahead, um, it is, interestingly could very well bring you more than you expect. So I would say, you know, really take it, take it to the limit out there and do what you need to do for like your career or whatever your wishes are, whatever your manifestations can be. Okay. So that's, that's the dog star in the, um, <laughs> on International Cat Day um, with the Leo New Moon, which is about the Lion's Gate portal. <laughs> um, so here we are, you know, at this incredible, uh, you know, gate, and we are now um, opening up something that is, you know, very profound for us. So, you know, do your spiritual work, do your meditations. Uh, my astrology students are all sending pictures of their uh, their seven candle, um, manifestations, they are, you know, we do this, we do these rituals and rituals are great to do on a new moon. So, um, make a wish. If nothing else, sit down, say a prayer, make a wish, talk to whoever it is you'd speak to, um, in, in the heavens. So that's one thing that's going on. That's very important right now. In the meantime, two planets are changing sign this week. One of them is Mercury going into his sign on the 11th, and that's going to be in the afternoon in my region of the world. And it will be Mercury going into Virgo, and he likes to be in Virgo, so he's going to be happy there. Now, he's going to probably breeze through Virgo, um, and he's going to, you know, be very detail-oriented. He's leaving Leo. And he's going to be very detail-oriented and very focused on, you know, the minutia of things, the, the micro-details of life. And that's what Mercury in Virgo does. And it gets a lot accomplished. So now we have, you know, several planets in Virgo. We have Venus. We have Mars. We have, we'll have Mercury as of Wednesday. Then next Sunday when we meet again, Venus will be going into Libra, which she loves because that's her sign. So this is all very interesting. Um, Venus is going into her sign. Mercury is going into his sign. So we're going to be very much in the place of having many planets in their own signs. One is, you know, Venus. The other is Mercury. The sun will still be in Leo 
until the 22nd on the day of the, the next full moon, which is still in Aquarius, okay? So it will be in Leo for that new that full moon, but it will be um, changing into Virgo later that day. So for the time being, for these next couple of weeks, the, the sun will still be in Leo, and Mercury will be in Leo until Wednesday, and, and then... Um, you know, so the sun is in its own sign. Mercury will turn it to, to its own sign. Venus will go into its own sign. So this is this is very interesting. This is a lot of power in the sky. Neptune is in its own sign of Pisces. So this is how like the this is how dispositorship works. Like we're not going through the cycle of who what planet speaks to what planet. Everybody, we've got a lot happening that's very powerful in their own places which means that this is a very good indicator of good energy and, you know, things are not so much in detriment or fall. It means that we've got a lot of power available to us at this moment. So Lion's Gate, open, powerful planets, I'd say it's a good thing. Um, so when Mercury is in Virgo, it tends to be very exacting and perfection-oriented. And the idea here is to not take your, um, you know, your energies to the point where you are completely drained of, of, you know, inspiration in life because you're working so hard and you're like tapping on the computer all the time and you're, you're just caught up in all the, like I said, the minutia. Um, you want to be paying attention uh, to aesthetic as well because that's where Venus is going. Now, Venus is in Virgo and she doesn't love being in Virgo, but she is doing her job there and she's paying attention to, you know, uh, Venus in Virgo is like, is about service and it's about, you know, connecting to uh, those and how we can serve in the greater good. Um, the thing is, once she goes into Libra, she's much more the goddess of, you know, aesthetic and beauty and harmony and balance and serenity. And, you know, um, as I've said before, Venus and Libra is like the diamond in, you know, Tiffany's window or Harry Winston's window, as opposed to when she's in Taurus, she is, uh, you know, the diamond in the, the mine, in the rough. And my teacher used to say this to us. So, um, Mercury is going to whiz through Virgo, Virgo, his own sign. He's only going to be there about two and a half weeks. <laughs> so Mercury's Mercury's on the move, but but Venus will stay longer in Libra. She she will um, gain uh, strength as she moves through her sign, and she will eventually uh, square Pluto. But we're not there for a while yet. So she's. She's not going into Scorpio until the 10th of September. So we've got, we got plenty of time before she gets involved with, with Pluto and then Scorpio. And so, so enjoy Venus and Libra as of next Sunday, which we'll talk more about it. Um, in the meantime, tomorrow, Venus will be opposing Neptune. And Neptune is really in a place of its own, its own sign. And Venus is in Virgo. And we are, um, so this is an interesting relationship because, you know, Venus and Neptune, Venus is sort of the, the, the goddess is, you know, on the earth and the Neptune is like the higher echelon, the higher, um, energy of, of Venusian energy. So when they combine, we can 
expect. Now, there are two sides to this. There's the light. There is the beauty, the vision, the connection to spirit, the especially since we're at this Lion's Gate portal and we're making a manifestation, what are your wishes? You know, Venus opposite Neptune says, hey, you can have whatever you want. The goddess is calling. Then there's the darker side of it, which is, are you fantasizing too much? Are you um, overindulging? Or are you feeling like you might be getting fooled by someone who you are in a relationship with? Maybe it's a new relationship and it's something that you're not entirely certain of. Um, it doesn't have to be an intimate relationship. It could be a new friendship. And somehow you're blinded with enthusiasm um, by this person or by the situation. And you are deeply connected on some level, but at the same time, you know, you have your doubts. So there's a there's a, a quality to Venus-Neptune that can be um, blinding to the truth and not seeing, not being able to see it very clearly, or um, it's a very beautiful, very loving, very ethereal relationship. And it can be both of those things. It's like, wow, I've never felt like this. We're so connected, but this person is just a mess. <laughs> and I really shouldn't, I shouldn't waste my time with them. Whether it's a work project, you know, it's an opposition. It could be a collaboration of some sort. Um, but it is a, an aspect by which you can have great visions and great beauty and great um, aesthetic and uh, just a lovely experience of what is giving you um, hope and giving you faith in your life. You know, that's one of the things about Neptune that's good. It is, you know, a planet of faith, as is Jupiter, you know. So when we start to look at um, things that are, you know, involving Neptune and involving Jupiter, we start to look at, you know, how we are experiencing our faith, how we are experiencing our, our prayers, are our prayers being heard, our prayers being answered, who and what do we believe in? It, do we believe in anything, you know, even, even if it's Venus, you know, because it is an interesting dynamic, Venus Venus wants to believe in this great force, in the greatness of love, in the, in the incredible beauty and bask in, bask in the, the glory of love. That's a Venus Neptune. Um, it's not Venus Saturn, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, when we're, when we're experiencing, now this is, a, this is a hot little time because remember what I said, this, this portal's open till Wednesday and then, you know, Sirius will shine brightly on its own, not near the sun, the sun will move away. But Venus is opposite Neptune. Venus is changing signs at the end of the week. And in the meantime, Mercury on Tuesday is going to be opposite Jupiter. So what did I just say? Venus, Neptune, okay, Neptune, and Jupiter are the planets of faith. And this week, two planets that will be shifting their gaze in the heavens, they will be opposing these planets in the sky. So first we get Venus and Neptune, and then we get Mercury and Jupiter. Now, remember we had Mars, Jupiter a couple weeks ago, and eventually 
the sun will oppose Jupiter and that won't be till the 19th. But right now we're getting Venus, which is about to change signs, talking to Neptune about faith and hope and love and, and beauty and, you know, and on some level fantasy. Jupiter is a little less in the fantasy realm. It's much more, you know, especially in Aquarius, it's, it's far more nerdy. <laughs> but, but Mercury opposite Jupiter is a very um, open-minded, open-thought kind of aspect. Mercury is opposing Jupiter in a way that, you know, Mercury's in Leo, which, you know, you know we, it, Mercury's been through the mill the last few weeks as it hit Saturn and then hit Uranus. And, you know, we, we watched all this happen very quickly. And now it's going to oppose Jupiter. And it's, it's an open-minded, it's an open thought. It is words said with faith and philosophical beliefs. It is about philosophical beliefs because Mercury is how you think and, and, you know, your beliefs, of course, are going to come into your thoughts. They're going to come into your, to, to play where you have, you know, am I thinking about what I believe in? Am I certain about what I believe in? Am I, uh, you know, committed to what I believe in? And an opposition between Mercury and Jupiter could also mean you run into somebody who challenges your beliefs. Well, why do you believe that, you know? And so Neptune and Venus also, you know, people may say to you, oh, your head is in the clouds, you know, get over it. It's just, you know, love is not, it, it's not love. <laughs> it's not love. You're just dreaming, you know, that kind of thing. And so this is asking you to use a whole lot of intuition and Jupiter and Neptune are intuitive planets. So what are goal is this week, especially early in the week, is to really connect with intuition about our beliefs, about, you know, do you, and they all work together, you know, you're, you know, you got someone appears in your life and it's like, well, maybe that's my soulmate. Is it? Is it not? And a lot of times when we have these experiences, we know in a minute, and then there are a lot of times when we're like questioning is this my soulmate? You know, it's those kinds of, it's those kinds of questions. Is this the person I've been waiting for? Or is this like, am I being directed towards an incredible project or mission or life purpose, which can also be going on with Venus, Neptune and Mercury, Jupiter. And how is that affecting me? Do I believe in this? Like, like, where is this, where is this appearing in my life and how do I work with this energy? How do I handle this? So it is questions of faith. It's questions of belief. It's questions of, uh, you know, I don't want to say fantasy versus reality, but it's, you know, if you, if you feel in your heart of hearts and there's your, there's your lion's gate portal, um, in your heart of hearts that something wonderful is happening in your life and you're being directed towards something really beneficial, then by all means, put your faith there. You know, if you've got doubts, then see to those doubts, sit down with yourself and ask yourself what that's about. And, you know, the other thing about this Lionsgate portal is that we are supposed to listen to our heart and we are supposed to open our hearts to something beautiful and wonderful and, and trust 
that our heart is telling us the truth because it always does. And if it's not beautiful and wonderful, then we go, okay, you know what, next time. Um, there's other things coming. Maybe this isn't the beautiful and wonderful that I was expecting. Maybe that's coming in two weeks. <laughs> um, this is really about, you know, the experience of, of opening one's heart and trusting what your heart says. Ah, being guided by your heart. And I think that Venus opposite Neptune and Mercury opposite Jupiter play right into that. And it's not just buying a lottery ticket and hoping. It's about connecting to the deepest part of your heart in this, you know, if they were happening at a different time, not at this, this special new moon, then I would say, okay, maybe it's not so deeply in your heart. Maybe it's something else, but they are. And, and Mercury is still in Leo there's three planets in Leo right now. Mercury's still Leo, and it is all about your heart. And as I said on my Instagram, it's about imagination and creativity. Leo is about creativity. So if there's something you're trying to create or make happen in your life, like really be creative about, then I suggest you work on it, you know, now. This is, this is the time to connect with that. Now, on Wednesday when Mercury leaves... Leo and goes into Virgo. Now, Mercury is going to be on aligned with the fixed star Regulus on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's, that's another strong star in the sky, one of the great stars of Persia. Um, that's the king. And so anything that's opposing Jupiter right now is Jupiter is at the end of Aquarius. Everything at the end of Leo is bringing in the, the, um, the king the the regal feeling the royal feeling so there's there's a lot to be said right now about the royal and the the experience of you know your heart's opening and your heart's desires so then there is venus again on wednesday she makes a trine to pluto so she's going to be you know late in uh Virgo, and so she's then going like first she's talking to Neptune tomorrow, and then by Wednesday she'll be talking to Pluto. And Pluto is, you know, a, a Venus trying Pluto is very good. It's, you know, it's still passionate, it's still intense. There could still be little triangles going on, but you know, Venus trying Pluto behaves better than Venus square Pluto. So we're hoping that these things are that we're that we're dreaming of that we're that we're having faith in and and you know we're hoping they're going to work for us and venus trine pluto says hey yeah this this is a very profound transformation work with it it's great um this is very good energy so yeah you know this is this is what's happening we're we're experiencing um a very profound opening of you know, a lot of opportunities early in this week. So see what they are, sift through them. Um, there's lots of positive energy. How many times do I get to say that? How much Saturn Uranus have we had lately? Now we're, we're focusing on other planets. You know, there are other planets. It's like, hey, Saturn Uranus, you don't get all the action. <laughs> um, you know, Jupiter and Neptune and Pluto, they get some action too, you know, and, and they, they do good by us as well. So we can, we can put our attention and our focus on other sorts of energies other than um, Saturn and Uranus that are, have been ongoing. And actually, we're, we're moving into a better time about that because, you know, the sun has passed all that. We're, nobody's going there for a while. So except the moon, 
except the moon once in a while. So this is good. We're having a relatively uh, beautiful week. <laughs> Dare I say that? Um, and we are having a week that is a little more uplifting than what we've been experiencing. I think um, the experience of early July was tough and then August with, you know, the sun and Mercury going through that zone was incredible. And then I think I have I have very good feeling and very optimistic about this Leo new moon that carries us through these next couple of weeks. And I think that we should um, accentuate the positive as the old song goes. So I think this is something where we, we don't necessarily want to focus on the darker sides of the oppositions of Venus and Mercury do, doing their things with other planets. But, um, you know, you be aware of them, but you have to try to turn up the volume on the good stuff. And you have to find the joy in this because Leo is about joy. So three planets are in Leo right now. And, you know, even when Mercury goes into his own sign, he'll be kind of joyous because he likes it in Virgo. But before we are like all nose to the grindstone with Mercury going into Virgo, um, you know, we have to embrace the joy. And it's so important to do this in our life. Instead of, you know, worrying, there's so much worrying right now. And there's so much that people have been worried about for so long. And there is so much about the, uh, you know, Saturn versus Uranus that has happened that I think it's a nice little breather that we're getting a different picture. And I think this Leo new moon is kicking out all that old energy from the, you know, Saturn Uranus stuff that we experienced in July and that we experienced in these last weeks. And, and I think that what we have to embrace now is some positive energy. We have to, and, you know, stop focusing on, you know, the news, <laughs> every bit of it, whatever it is and what happened where and what's going on in the world and who's restricted, who's open, who's shut, you know, unless you're traveling, of course, but, but we've got to stay focused on the positive. And that's one of the great lessons of Leo is to be optimistic and to look to the sun. The sun is our life force. It's, it's about, you know, it's about brightness and, and the solar energy. And I stood in the sun today. I stood outside when the sun was strong this morning. I stood out in the garden and I just stood there and closed my eyes and allowed the sun to just beam on me as, you know, as around the time of the new moon was happening. And it just was so life force enriching. You know, and how much do we, we do, oh yeah, the sun, yeah, oh good, the sun's out, it's not raining, oh, it's not snowing, it's like, oh good, the sun is out. How much do we, like, take the sun for granted? We can't live without the sun. Um, you know, this is why there are all these philosophies around the sun god. This is why, you know, we're celebrating a Leo new moon. This is why, you know, we, the sun is our life, our life force. This is why there's sun sign astrology. And that's sort of, that's sort of the gateway into deeper levels of astrology. People start to read about their sun sign and then they get curious because then they hear that, you know, oh, you know, the moon and the sun are doing something. They're making an eclipse. And what does that mean? Oh, really? That's in my sign. You know, the sun sign astrology is where we start. And, you know, it, it, 
you know, a lot of advanced astrology schools kind of poo-poo the sun sign astrology. But if we don't start there, we don't have a place to start. So your sun is important. Um, and, you know, I've actually gotten questions over the years of, what's, wait, what's my son? And it's like, well, your son is your sign. You know, whatever your sign is, when you look up your sign on that, those calendar dates that you see in magazines and online and, and in newspapers, those calendar dates, that's your son. And that's, that's the highlight of your life. And we tend to take it for granted, but you know, on so many levels, like I am, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. You're growing into that, whatever sign you are. You know, you're growing into that. You are becoming that because the moon is who you are every day. Your moon, if you don't know your moon and your astrological chart, I suggest you run your astrological chart because that's going to explain a whole lot of where you are focused on a daily basis. You know, if you're like me with the moon in Gemini, you're thinking of the details and you're, you've got a hundred thoughts in your head and you've got several tasks you're doing at the same time because you're a multitasker because that's what Gemini moons do. But, you know, that's who you are hour to hour. That sun is the, the love of your life. That is who you're growing into being and where your best energies are put forth. And it will never, your sun will never fail you. You go back to where the sun is in your chart and you embrace the qualities of that sign and house if you know what house it's in. And that is going to save you time after time. If you're blue, if you're sad, if you're just having a rough day, if you're tired, go to the sun because the sun, it, it just, it, gives you that solar force. It's like, you know, people drink orange juice and it's like sunshine. Yeah. You know, those are grown in sunny places. Um, things that are sunny, th you know, where I live is sunny. Yes. Costa Rica is sunny, but it's, it, you know, it rains for half the year, um, for half the day, half the year. So there was sun today and I went and stood in it. And I suggest that if you don't get to go stand in the sun, you should make it a priority. You don't have to do it every day, but you should go stand in the sun once in a while and feel its rays on you and feel its, um, you know, intensity and its heat and its passion and its fire. And think of it as the life force. Now, the sun, the death of the sun god comes in cultures where you know, the sun disappears at the, and, you know, at certain times of the year where you, you have a few hours of sunlight and then, you know, it's usually cold at that time of year. And, um, you know, that's, that was where those philosophies were born where like, and then the sun rose and came back, you know, and, and there was joy in the land again, you know? Um, and when you live where I live, it's close to the equator, so it's half the day is sun, or half the day is light, and half the day is dark. And it's a 12-hour evenly distributed, pretty much, um, sun and darkness. Um, for, you know, and as you know, there are places further north that it's sunny this time of year. It's sunny a lot. Like, it's, you know, they get 12 hours at, uh, you know, 
12, 12, they don't get 12 hours of sun. They get like 20 hours of sun. <laughs> and they get four hours of, of nighttime. And, and sometimes the sun will go up and come, go down and come back up again like an hour later it, if you're really far north, like up in Scandinavia and stuff um, or Alaska. And, you know, there are times of the year when that starts to, that starts to happen. So lucky them, they get all that sun. Um, so yes, the sun is important. Um, the sun aligning with the very powerful fixed star Sirius, which shines brightly in the sky is important. And so when people say there is um, a solar flare, that's, that's going to affect us. And when we say the sun aligns with a fixed star, yes, that is the new moon, um, with, you know, the sun is with the moon and they align with a fixed star that is the brightest in the sky next to our sun. So that is a very powerful energy force. If you feel tired, don't be surprised. Um, I, you know, after an energetic upgrade like yesterday, I felt I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I stood in the sun this morning. So there you go. Um, and that's about it. We have the moon obviously in Leo right now and it will leave Leo tomorrow and go into Virgo in the morning uh, in my region of the world and it'll stay in Virgo for a couple days and then go into Libra on the 11th on Wednesday and you know that's the same day that Venus trines Pluto and Mercury goes into Virgo but um, it's going to be void um, a good portion of the day from 7.22 a.m. to 4.08 p.m. when it enters Libra. Um, so most of the day on Wednesday is void. So, you know, get your little mundane tasks done that day, um, depending on what region of the world you're in. And then Thursday it's in Libra. Friday it goes void at 4.39 and then enters Scorpio at 8.01 p.m. on Friday. That's all Eastern time. And then Saturday it's in a Scorpio again, and it's in Scorpio all day Sunday next week, the 15th, and uh, it goes void at night, and it's only void for like seven minutes. <laughs> so, so the longest void this week is Wednesday. And that's about it. I thank you for listening to the Golden Astrologer podcast. You can see me on Instagram at the Golden Astrologer, and my website is thegoldenastrologer.com. And if you'd like to book a session, all you have to do is go book online, and we will uh, meet each other, um, and that will be very lovely. If you need uh, any sort of uh, astrological guidance, a session is a great thing to have. Um, if you want to drop me a line, info at thegoldenastrologer.com message me at Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter at Deb Astrology. And so uh, those are outlets for you to reach me. And I am here on my podcast on Sundays. So thank you for listening. Have a beautiful sunny week.